Tony. And hello, Maria. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Please excuse my language. This is a direct quote, but Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy ass bitch. Okay. Free speech. And. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Oversharing. Oh, hey. <laughs> Pussy ass bitch. Pussy ass bitch. So one insult or two. We're going to get into that later, though. <laughs> and I'm excited. Uh, welcome to another episode of Oversharing. We've made it to another Monday. Monday night. Uh, unfortunately, we are not reporting to you as the fans of the <laughs> Super Bowl champions. Mm, nope. But we're going to be okay. It was a really good game, I thought. What'd you think? I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I made it to the end of the third quarter. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I had to drink coffee before <laughs> halftime, so if you're wondering what it's like to be in your 30s, man. So I woke up to a text. We lost. Yeah. As soon as you went upstairs, it was tied again. And then, yeah, you could just feel it. You feel it on the air. three points, right? Yeah, you could just feel it. It was rough. Yeah. Um, Rihanna performed the halftime show. She was great. I loved her. Our girl is pregnant. Yes. Yes, she is. I joked with my friend today. I said she pulled a Bridget because my friend Bridget, who will be on the podcast soon, we're hoping. She's tough to lock down. One year. We're we're all tough to lock down. (laughs) One year. Um, She had two. Bridget had two children in one year. Really in 10 months. Um. Wait, what? Her kids are 10 months apart. Oh, okay. She didn't have her kids in 10 months. I was like, wait. She's superhuman. She grows them twice as fast. (laughs) (laughs) No, her kids are 10 months apart. So, yeah, she had the two kids. See, I do listen. Yeah, you do. I just can't do math. That's what it all comes down to. And Rihanna's doing the same. So Rihanna's son was born sometime early, mid-May. I don't know if it's ever been truly confirmed when. She hasn't even told us his name. We've seen his cute little face one time. I've never seen him. And she's pregnant again. She did. She had a great show, the fact that she was able to stand up there and it went so high. Like, is she crazy? Oh my gosh. She looked great. I had anxiety watching her be I up there. And then did. it was moving? Yeah. Oh, pregnant. Wow. That's crazy. And then she rolled Bye. out. <laughs> <laughs> I did see some people complaining, like, oh, she's so low energy. Like, she's pregnant and who cares like she doesn't have what does she have to do <laughs> right she just has to sing she's there to, to sing yeah i liked it i liked it <laughs> some said she seemed satanic i'm just saying no they didn't listen on what? the talk <laughs> okay uh-huh what part was perceived as satanic? Like, I'll give them Sam Smith coming across as satanic, because I'm pretty sure he had oh, horns on. all but... dressed in red, and I'm like, first of all, that's made up. <laughs> <laughs> that's part the, one, yeah. The red devil. It, it, it's, it's made up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, somebody thinks that she is satanic. Satanic. Yeah. I have a feeling you picked that up on a TikTok. conservative TikTok. Yes, yes. <laughs> the satanic stuff is so funny to me. It is funny. 
it's funny, but it's also scary because I think back to things like the West Memphis Three or even, I can't think of what they call the case, but it was four women, I believe, you know, lesbians, gay women, and they were accused of sexually assaulting these children. And it never happened. Like, the whole thing was fabricated. And it was on the grounds of, like, satanic worship. They did this for Satan. And the same thing happened with the West Memphis Three. Um, They went to jail for a crime that they did not commit. And it was all on the grounds that they did it for Satan. Yeah, but it's it's people making up these stories in their head. And then they come out with them. And there's... They create these theories. And... I don't know. I don't know if I believe that people are sacrificing humans. I just don't know. Is I mean, it happening? I guess we have to be fair and say that somewhere, someone absolutely is sacrificing. It's not Rihanna, though, you know? right? I don't think it's Rihanna. No, Riri's not doing nothing I mean, is that like why that. she's having so many babies? Are they going to, like... <laughs> no. <laughs> are they going to, like, put some weird Nick Cannon shit on her? No. Oh, she's, she's just producing 12? for weird... <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that's a lot of babies, but it's been done. That is a lot of babies. That's it's been done. Well, I guess it's not because they're all in different houses. But I was going to, if you have 12 babies, like that's what? Like, that's two dozen eggs just for breakfast. Yeah. How much milk do you think you would go through if you had 12 kids? Five cows. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's some brown cows because I prefer chocolate milk. <laughs> And I hope there's some almond cows. You don't even, I, yeah, I was going to say, you don't even drink chocolate milk. Because I need it to be... You need an almond cow. Yeah. Almonds don't even have titties. But, so... That's funny <laughs> shit. They don't. Um, celebrities are always up to some shit. So, while Rihanna worships the devil, Penn Badgley, do you know who that is? I don't. You do. Show once, me a pic. Once you see his face, I did. I pulled it so that I asked and I googled "pussy ass bitch." I shouldn't have, but that's, <laughs> that's a different thing. So this is Penn Badgley. Okay. You know him. Yeah. He's in Gossip Girl, and he's also the star of the Netflix show You, where he plays a very convincing killer. Okay. So he recently was on the Pod Crush podcast, and he expressed that he went to his writer of you the the series and he said that he no longer wanted to be in as many sex scenes as he was previously in because this is his quote fidelity in every relationship especially a marriage is important to me so he's been with his wife since 2017 and they have a two-year-old son now and Penn has spoke about spoke spoken about <laughs> how since he's had his son he views his relationship with his wife very differently and he feels different about intimacy things along those lines the writer said that there was you know no problem with it and he straight up said to her my desire would be zero intimate scenes like from going from 100 to zero and they were able to compromise in certain spots whatever but there's been some pushback on twitter and i thought it was very interesting one specifically said that it shows a lack of character that he can't separate his job from his personal life. And I wanted to get your opinion on all of that. The, his disinterest in the sex scenes, um, him going the next step and expressing that to the creators of his show, and then also people thinking that it's weird that he can't personally draw the line. So I would applaud him for expressing what he wants yeah 
and how he feels. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have risked his career. Big time. Okay. So I think that's great. Um, and I also think it's great that the fact that when his wife gave birth to their son, it truly changed the way that he saw her. And it wasn't just as a mother. Because yeah. you see, he didn't change something just because she became a mom. He changed the, wanted to change the intimacy between them, between the two of them. Like his level of respect for her. Yeah, and that's huge. Evolved. yeah. And you know what? I don't understand why people always go to the negative of something. I mean, human nature, I guess. Yeah. Why they verbalize it, you know? Like, I go to the negative all like, the time. The, right? only, <laughs> the only question I had about Rihanna's, Riri's outfit last night, mm-hmm. was the plastic boobs. What's the, what's the question? I wanted, I'm curious now, once I saw the little baby bump, mm-hmm. if she's still... Oh, she's Express, lactating. If she's still lactating oh, from... Oh, they built that in. Yeah, they built that in, so... Give her some protection. Like, I'm wondering if that was just, like, so creative. Right. Y- you know what I mean? And um, and everything else had to work around that. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know it was just a fucking outfit. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to jump back. No. But, I... And now I forget where, where I you had me, <laughs> but... We're talking about Penn Badgley. Right, yeah. And not wanting to do sex scenes at the same level he was before. I saw a lot of interesting conversations about it. I feel like people on the good and the bad side brought up a lot of good points. And someone did say that... Well, hold wait, on. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I feel like it's admirable. It's like a noble thing to do especially if he just genuinely feels that way like it's not interest like it's not an interest to him and as far as him not being able to draw a line between his personal life and his job to me that begs the question like how many people are out there heavily flirting at their jobs and thinking that it's okay <laughs> like do right, you know what i mean right. um and, but but he was able to do that do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was able to do that just as a job and still have his marriage. And he doesn't want to, right? And, he and doesn't I think want that to, that's something he to be said for that. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, and I think that it's weird so that people who be... Was, who is this? It's on Twitter. Oh. I think it's weird that people be offended by it. One, because it's not your relationship. Um, right. Two, if he doesn't want to do sex scenes, like, consent is a thing. <laughs> and that is a form of it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he's a performer or not. Right. He absolutely has the right to change his mind and decide that he is no longer comfortable. Yeah. You know, he can, he can do that at any time. And as far as not being able to separate his personal life from his job, it's, it's not just an act, though. You know, mm-hmm. and, and this is, there's so many famous couples that became couples because they were spending so much intimate time together on scenes. There are people who have left their spouses for people that they were starring in films with. It happens all the time. And I mean. And this guy choosing to give up sex in scenes. And I mean, it's not real sex. Like, right. we all know that. Right, right. But, but, he, but even just, kissing. It's the idea of it. The kiss, the touching. There's there, got to be some grind in so there. So that was the other conversation. <laughs> so in 2017, 
intimacy coaches or intimacy coordinators were established on movie sets. And that was, I mean, it needed to be done, but it was also kind of in response to the Harvey Weinstein Mm -hmm. craziness. And so what happens is they specialize in in choreographing or facilitating scenes where intimacy is involved. So that means that the two people that have to simulate the act, they would have a coach on how to do so, and they'd be able to bring any questions, any concerns to the forefront so that there's open dialogue between these two people. And yes, there are things, there are things that are done to minimize the touching and right. the intimacy, mm-hmm. right? You, like you wear these socks and you wear these plastic covers, oral guards, different things like that. Mm-hmm. But they're still kissing, they're still touching, right. they're still... For some people, and everybody has their own level of intimacy. Yeah. For some people, you know, if their partner was to even share a bed with someone else, that might not be a big deal. Right. But for another person, that could feel like a total betrayal. Absolutely. So, how do you feel with the intimacy coach thing? Isn't that kind of cool? I think it's great, especially on set. I think I mentioned before, I've been listening to Pod Meets World, which is a rewatch of Boy Meets World and Topanga, Eric, and Sean. So Will Friedel, Daniel Fischel, and Ryder Strong are the hosts. It's their show. And they talk a lot about how great it would have been to have um, intimacy coaches when they were on the set. So even in listening to that, even if you weren't a Boy Meets World watcher, they give a very unique background on what it was like to be a child actor, what it was like to be on set and still have to go to school, what it was like to be an actor, a child actor whose parents weren't present. So then right. you had to have guardians who were, mm-hmm. you know, um, I can't even get my words together. But Your someone advocate, who was responsible yeah. for mm-hmm. you, yeah, an advocate for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that stuff is really interesting. But then also hearing the background noise, the things you never think about when you're watching TV, the different things that they have to go through. Right. So there's an episode of Boy Meets World where Eric, so he's in high school, he's probably a junior at the time, and a girl from the school, I forget what the character's name was, but she's played by Marguerite Moreau. And they go back to the house, and Marguerite Moreau's character is trying to get him to go further, like she wants him to take her on a tour of the house, they end up in his parents' bedroom and they're making out on the bed. And when Will Friedle is talking about what it was like to film this scene, he's saying how he was 16 years old, 16, 17, and so is Marguerite Moreau. And there's these grown men standing around them in a circle watching them kiss, going, no, do it like this. No, do it like this. No, you have to make it look like more, you know. Um, will put your leg up over her hip, you know, stuff like that. And when you really step back... And if there had been someone there, yeah, there, I think that would have stopped. And Will Friedel <laughs> talks a lot because about... Because she's 16 as well. As well. Um, he talks a lot about how he would take it to his scene partner. Like, he, he had to kiss Carrie Russell... He had, he, his character was very girl focused Mm -hmm. for a lot of the series. So he talks a lot about how he would take it to his acting partner and be like, what do you want to do? Do you want to really kiss? And I'm sure that even that has to be awkward, even though it's part of the job. And there's probably so many kids that become actors that no one tells them that. Like no one tells them, you know, talk to the other person about how they want to be kissed or that has to be so weird. I, I couldn't imagine the pressure of being a child actor at all. Do you remember 
<laughs> do you remember your first kiss? I'm just thinking, so this is, I went on a deep dive from this. I do. Of thinking about child actors, and then I went, I dove into really young actors having their first kisses on set. But then that made me think that I don't know your first kiss story. I don't know exactly how old I was, but I was still living with my dad. So you were in Florida. I was in Florida. And we had three streets in our neighborhood. I lived on the second street. The first street had, um, the very first house on the left had a family and they were named the Rivers. The last name was Rivers. Mm -hmm. And I believe a couple of the children were adopted. Okay. Um, and my sister and I and my brothers, we were all friends with all of them. So (laughs) I wondered if my sister was there. We were playing like spin the bottle. Uh Uh-huh. That'll do it. And I had to get kissed or give a kiss, and that was my first kiss. Damn. Mm-hmm. Were you, did you feel, do you remember, like, feeling ready? Do you remember feeling pressured? I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I just remember where we were. We were at his, the River's house. So I can tell you Mrs. Rivers probably wasn't there <laughs> or we were out like in the garage because I don't think Spin the Bottle was Mrs. Rivers' jam. Probably not. Mm. The garage will get you in trouble every time. Yeah, but in my mind, he, whoever I kissed was very cute. <laughs> well, of course he was. <laughs> yeah, and I think he wanted to kiss me more than I wanted to kiss him. Girl, they always do. Okay? I'm, just, I'm just trying to tell you the facts of the story. I'm pretty sure my first kiss was at the zoo, and it was on a school trip. So, go ahead, Philadelphia Public School System, right? Wait. Go ahead. Thomas Holm. I think it was, like, third grade. It was Matthew Martin. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you got kissed by a lion or a monkey or something. I know Matthew Martin. Bitch, where? (laughs) No, he kissed me right outside the koalas. It was very quick. Sounds romantic. Does it? Yeah, near the koalas? It was sure. quick. So it was a peck. Yeah, that wasn't like a tongue kiss, not mm-hmm. like a makeout. That was my first, like, kiss. Mm-hmm. My first makeout came a little bit later. I don't think mine was a real tongue kiss either. No. Do you remember your first makeout? No. <laughs> I don't. Are you lying? No. Oh, the way no. your face. <laughs> no. Because when I was thinking no, I remember. I thought the, you were like. I remember, mm. the, I remember the first time I did it. But I'm not going all there right now. Why not? Because. All right. No. (laughs) (laughs) What a ride. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll circle back. Yeah. (laughs) So this is some of the first that I came across that I was like, what the heck? Um, So Dakota Fanning was the youngest one that's like documented, the youngest child actor to have their first kiss on set. And she was seven. When she was in Sweet Home Alabama. But if I remember correctly, it was another child that she kissed. Because I think it's when they're, like, on the beach. Do you know what I mean? And he and she's like, why would you want to marry me anyway? And he's like, so I can kiss you whenever I want. <laughs> do I do a good southern accent? You do, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's, like, weird, you know? But it's not the weirdest. It gets what's, weird over what's here. It's the weirdest. So this one's pretty weird if you think about it. Uh, Myla Kunis was 14 
on the set of that 70s show when she had her first kiss. And it was with Ashton Kutcher. And he was 19 at the time. Ooh. So that's spicy and weird. But it's also kind of funny because now they're married. Right. So that's interesting. But also, she talked about feeling uncomfortable. And even he, when he talked about it, he's like, I have to kiss this little girl. Right. And I'm basically. surprised that they did that. Why do they do shit like that? I guess for some productions, they feel like they really have to drive certain points home and you can't without crossing those boundaries. Hmm. Which I think is interesting because for how many years now have they made gay couples and stuff like barely touch? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to straight couples, it's like we have to watch them have sex for us to get the point that they're in love. I don't know. It's an interesting (laughs) thing. But this one, so Kirsten Dunst was 11 years old and she had to kiss 30-year-old Brad Pitt. Was that a movie? (laughs) Yes. In a movie. Yeah. Which one? I don't like. I don't know. Not oh. something I've watched. I can look it up. Wow. And she said it was like gross because she's like, I remember feeling really like icky about it. She's like, it would have been fine if I was in the state of like, oh my god, Brad Pitt. She's like, but I absolutely was not. I just thought it was so gross. Right. And from what I've heard, I've never seen the movie. Oh, I didn't type in enough information. Um, but from what like I saw people talk about, it wasn't necessary like to the plot right so that's pretty interesting had to kiss a 31 year old brad pitt at the mere age of 11 during a scene in which she played brad pitt's daughter calling the moment one of the worst things she did in the film in 1994 oh dunce starred alongside pitt and tom cruise in the gothic film interview with a vampire have you ever seen interview with a vampire no but why is daddy kissing his daughter like that it wasn't so it wasn't a kiss on the cheek that's a, another... Okay, let me stop. Yikes! <laughs> Deep dive down a dark hole, girl. Girl. They come at you mm-hmm. quick. But how gross. And it's yeah. so bad now. Like, so James Franco, I don't know if... I don't know if this story ever caught as much heat as it really should have but james franco alleged so he's a a professor like he teaches acting classes and different things like that and he allegedly removed the guards off of women while he was like simulating oral sex so they'd be in the middle of a scene he'd go down there and he would take the guard away and assault them without their consent basically this was happening there were a few students that came forward um yeah like, Holy what shit. The fuck? Another huge reason intimacy coordinators are so wow. important. Just someone there to advocate for that specific thing. Because if there isn't someone there to advocate for that specific thing, then it's going unnoticed. That's why we have women in our doctor's office when we get exams. Yeah. I've never been in an exam without another person. That's why male police officers are not supposed to frisk women. Like, there should be a woman present. Someone to advocate, and hopefully be fair, but advocate Mm. for them. That's a whole other... Here we go again. It's for safety. (laughs) No, absolutely. Yeah, it's for safety. It is for safety. There should always... I mean, it's for safety on both sides, too, right? In a culture where... So many men want to pretend that they are falsely accused of things that they are not doing. Then why wouldn't you want extra people around? Absolutely. Bring all the people around. Yes. All the ears necessary. Like, mm-hmm. hold everyone accountable. Make everyone 
match their words. Well, that should be across Everyone's the board. Everyone's listening. Yeah, that's that the way it should be. But I don't mm. know. Mm. It's, it's weird out here. Speaking of weird, when I was on my deep dive about all the kisses and people removing, you know, the oral protectors and the weird shit, I a memory flashed into my head of a movie that I had watched in high school called Vagina Dentata. (laughs) I actually, I don't even know if that's what the movie was called, but the girl in the movie allegedly like had vagina dentata. (laughs) And do you have any idea what that is? I don't. (laughs) So, doesn't sound yummy. I'm hoping, oh, the movie was called Teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm getting there. The movie was called Teeth, but the girl in it had vagina dentata, which basically is when the woman's vagina is said to contain teeth. So it can bite you? Yeah. And it, you know, with the associated Im- implication of castration, like it can bite a dick off. Um... In the movie, so this is my thought. So in the movie, I remember her being, like, attacked uh, by men. And she was able, you know, to get them real good. Listen. Yeah. So if you can control it, if you can control when the teeth come out and do the damage, I feel like that's great. If you constantly have the teeth, I feel like that could create a lot of problems. Go ahead. So you know that there is a contraption that was made for women to prevent or to so there's a contraption you can look it up but they won't approve it mm-hmm. so because men will get their dick cut off <laughs> so what's going to happen is the contraptions like, feed we, me Seymour we, we can like, so if we're going out like a fly trap so if we're going a out a pussy fly trap yeah, exactly so if we're going out we insert it right uh-huh. um, and if you are attacked and raped and they try to penetrate you, right. it will lock on. Yeah. They can pull that out of you and go away with this clamp. Oh, that's But amazing. I don't know how, but they won't approve it. I hope that's all so real. You can look it up. <laughs> Call it a dick biter. Okay, so wait. If you had <laughs> vagina dentata, right? If you had this ability, but you could control when the teeth came out. Oh, boy. Do you, like, would you be a vagina vigilante? Like, would you use it for good? Would you be out there just fighting the good fight, trying to take out all of the attackers? What do you think you would do if you had this power? So, immediately when you brought up if I had vagina ventata, uh-huh. I immediately thought to when... So, I, I'm not one of those... Um, kiss and makeup, you know, that makeup sex type of people. Right. I can't go from having someone screaming in my face to Being having sex. Zone. And yeah, and that just you. doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? But I imagine that I imagine my uh, my ex-husband would have had a lot of teeth marks is what I'm <laughs> trying to get to. <laughs> Maybe I'll be like, I don't have full control. Sorry, my I teeth. Don't. Sorry. Oh, my teeth are coming out. Yeah, I don't have full control. I'm trying. Is this what you were talking about? This little device guy here? It looks like a, a condom, like made out exactly. of... Exactly. And then I think those things glass. pop out. So you would insert this back part in You wouldn't stick the whole thing in Right, here. but I mean, it would go in... Mm-hmm. And then they go inside <laughs> of it. And then you see those teeth. It's almost like 
a tool. It's almost like something that you would put in the wall so that a nail, you know how those things yeah. pop out, but only they pop in. So I like that it comes out of you and stays with them. I'm a big fan of that, but I would really like to push it further. Um, hold on first. So in like, are, is the damage repairable? I don't know. So that's what I need to find out. I need to find out about the damage being repairable. And we need to find out why we can't get this to pass. Okay, but... And be sold. First, I need to be petty, and I need to know. So what I want to know is if we can each personally get our own designed, like a fingerprint. Do you know what I'm saying? So that the little claw teeth marks are special to you. Okay. So like maybe I could get like lips and a microphone, something like that, to represent the podcast. Okay, and then... Right, so then they have to go through life marked with who they assaulted too, you know? Right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we can try to... Imagine a guy like pulls out his dick and you're like, oh, my friend is Panda Bear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know her. (laughs) Girl. Shoot. Let me get this on the phone. Panda? (laughs) That's so crazy. He here. um, Imagine though, like you're going out for the night with your girlfriend. Yes. And you're like, I just called the Uber, put your your rape devices in. No, I would have put my rape device in before I left the house. (laughs) Shit. You're ready to go. Yeah. So yeah, That's no, I really want to. I haven't thought about that in a long so time. So it's in but South I, Africa. They do though. have it in South Africa, but it's not in the U.S. And I want to know why. It's called the Rape Axe. The vagina as a Venus flytrap. Like I said, a pussy flytrap. So I I know that we need to listen. Maybe this is something that we can. Ladies, all we we probably only need a three D printer. Ladies, it's, I know someone who has one. I know one. you do. <laughs> I don't know anything about them. It's time but, to assemble. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we can. Oh, okay. We're going to talk business later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll forget. Mm-hmm. Make a, draw a doodle real quick. That'll remind you. You're not going to be able to decipher your own doodle. I already know how this is going to go. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll come back to it if it's a really good idea. Yeah, I remember that movie being so... What does that look like to you? That's a dick. Okay, good. That's a really nice dick. It is a nice dick. (laughs) See those good balls, too? (laughs) I do. Uh Uh-huh. I do. They look taut. So this is my Venus flytrap memory drawing. (laughs) Oh, I like it. We're going to give it a pee hole. It's too bad we're not Don't you remember I made a dick cake? I do remember. You, I feel like you've made more than one dick cake in my life. Because sure someone's birthday. Wow, this is really. I really feel like it was Gabby's 30th birthday. Yeah. I think it was like last minute, too. Probably. I feel mm-hmm. like that was a very dick themed party. And I made it look so real. Dicks are so in, like the bachelorette stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm into it. I like a dick straw. Would you like one? I have a dick straw. I have a couple, uh-huh. right? Yeah. I don't know if I need to carry like a blow up dick. I think a dick necklace is fine. Like have a little dick link jeans. Hmm. Just for the bachelorette party though. Not like ever, not like to work. <laughs> like a crucifix around your neck. It's your dick. <laughs> you make a crucifix out of dicks. Like a dick shaped <laughs> crucifix. <laughs> and it would just say, girl, slang. <laughs> Oh, put that, write that one down too. Draw that picture. <laughs> and what is it? <laughs> I'm still on Girl Slay. It's, it's the Girl Slay dick affix. <laughs> yeah, dick it. It's spelled like it sounds. Oh, I write so Thank much you. that my pen is out of ink. That's my pen. Oh. <laughs> Would you like to write with it then? <laughs> oh, wow. In your pack? Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. 
and dick. You good? I'm good. Dick. Okay, I know that. Girl I, slay dick. I didn't want to overload you and make you Girl do, slay dick. Do more Three than words. one thing at a time. Three words. Girl slay dick. Girl slay dick. Three words. I'm into it. <laughs> so, I'm going to switch over to the bread and butter. <laughs> this is what you've been wanting to talk about. Um, Chrissy Teigen. That's where my three words was coming from. <laughs> That would have been a great segue. <laughs> See, look at that. You kind of segued it a little bit. Yeah. Um, you tried. I tried. You threw the ball in the air. So, obviously, I wasn't even on Twitter, so I really didn't know much about this. At the time. At the time. You know what I mean? But it's, I say this, I've said this before, and I'll say, it's a shame you missed the hating Trump era when it was, like, really popular and good. You know? Well, I mean, I got- it's still really popular and good, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was so... Like, I wish you would have been on Twitter. It was so fucking funny. That's more what I mean. So, I think, like, I was... We were watching uh, The House, right? And so, September 19th, 2019, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Chrissy Teigen referred to, just like the young lady said in the beginning of the clip, referred to Donald Trump as a pussy-ass bitch. On Twitter. On Twitter. Yes. So then that young, what's that young lady's name there? Um, so now it's in court. Now it's in, there's, they're, they investigated to see why, to see if Donald Trump requested to have things removed from Twitter. That's the whole basis of the thing. That's yeah. the whole basis of the thing. And it was proven well, I think I think it started out with they were saying Biden tried to ask Twitter to hide stuff. Well, that was with the whole Elon Musk release, the Twitter files. And if you're not right. someone who follows all that stuff, right. or follows politics, so then, it was a giant nothing burger of nothingness. But what makes this so hysterical is this the is... The irony. Yeah. So, yeah. so Elon Musk was claiming that before he took over Twitter, the White House was requesting Twitter to hide certain things and that they were basically suppressing conservative voices, amplifying voices on the left, and that Biden was having them remove specific things. Right. The whole Hunter Biden thing, I'm sure there's more to it than what I'm going to break down, but basically um, they were reached out to to remove things from Hunter Biden, but the personal materials included nudity, and Hunter Biden doesn't work for the White House. He's not in a government position. Therefore, it's a civil person reaching out to a company, whereas it is illegal for the White House to do so. It is also illegal for the president to block anyone, because that is a suppression of free speech. You are limiting what that person is able to say to you. So So that is all at the heart. Way before I was on Twitter. Yeah, way before you were on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Chrissy Teigen has admittedly been trolling Donald Trump since 2015 ish. I saw that today. Maybe it's a little hysterical. Maybe even earlier than it's that. So, but so so I'm looking at it right. So today I jump in. I'm reading all about it. Uh-huh. And I think I saw a couple of things last week, and it is classic toddler. It's so classic. Funny. Yeah. You know they're playing, 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 playing because he was going along with it oh, for yeah. years. Oh, yeah. And then... Well, I'm sure in his mind they were probably flirting or something, uh, you know? Oh, yeah. She probably wanted him. She... Mm-hmm. There we go. We saw All them. the models do. <laughs> they told they All the models do. Told they vote. But he decided, I'm Trump. <laughs> I like your fist shake that you do. I'm Trump. 
<laughs> you looked like an angry toddler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so it was, this was, so basically, when the conservatives began trying to investigate Twitter for suppressing their voices and, and you know, Biden reaching out to them to hide things, what was actually revealed is how many times Trump has reached out to Twitter <laughs> to try to get them to remove things that he found offensive. And the one case that they have where it's absolutely proven that Donald Trump did reach out to them um, to remove a tweet was a tweet from Chrissy Teigen. Pussy ass bitch. Calling Donald Trump a pussy ass bitch. And <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you were going to say. I was going to get into the part where they said at the time... <laughs> oh, yeah. So at the time, the spokesperson for Twitter, um, I don't want to say her name wrong. Is, do you think that's Navaroli? Um, I'm probably butchering that. But she said that at the time they had a policy where you could only have two insults. Three. Oh, three insults. No, because they said it was you could only have two because they were trying to decide if pussy is. Go ahead. Am, am I so butchering So at it? the time you could only have three insults. Okay. Okay. So Trump puts a request in to change the policy to two insults, <laughs> which, of course, that did not happen. But right. it's just so freaking hysterical. So they had to debate, basically, if pussy ass bitch was three insults or two. How, what do you think? They didn't debate it because you're allowed up to three. Oh, okay. So if he's a pussy, an ass, and a bitch... On Twitter, that's okay. Okay. He can be a pussy-ass bitch. <laughs> he can be a bitch with a pussy. Uh-huh. <laughs> he can be all of them. I have a lot more words, though, that he could be. But, ah, uh, you're only allowed three on Twitter. <laughs> three insults. <laughs> three insults per tweet? Well, th- I guess if it... Mm, no, I think you'd probably get a... You get flagged, get dinged? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I just... Hold it up, and it looks like Chrissy Teigen's trolling of Donald Trump goes back to 2011. <laughs> See, I thought it only went back to 2015. Now I'm even more intrigued. May 2011. <laughs> <laughs> At the Comedy Central roast of Trump, hands down the best room I've ever been in. <laughs> November 2012. Just realized I am out of Starbucks inside a Trump building. I knew it smelled psychotic and racist in here. <laughs> Wait, does she tag him all the time? No. But I have to, wait. That Not was... every time. This next one she tagged him in. At real Donald Trump. I want to be Miss Universe, but I need your word. You won't hold me calling you a racist pig against me, okay? <laughs> so I do have to tell you, that is something she added into her tweet, though. Why didn't you tag me? Because she had, why didn't you tag me at Donald Trump? That's because she had, he had said something about her. And her husband. Yes. And didn't tag her. And didn't tag her. Yeah. He does it all the time. He talks about people. People love <clears throat> vague tweeting. Like, no, just at me. Yeah. If you're just putting it out there, let me know. Give me a chance to be a dickhead back. Or laugh. Dickhead. <laughs> it's such a Philadelphia thing to say. Dickhead. On August 20, 2016, she tweeted, the only movement you know is bail. <laughs> Oh my gosh, these are pretty good. John Legend tweeted, Trump is the hater in chief. He spent most of Obama's term harassing him over this fake birther story. True. This is all true. <laughs> May 2017, the Covfefe incident. 
Every day, twice a day, at 11-11, I wish for your impeachment, Chrissy Teigen said. She got her wish. 11-11, she did. Talk about manifesting. (laughs) This is the one that got her blocked, which Trump then got in trouble for. He said, it's very sad. July 23rd, 2017, Trump said, it's very sad that Republicans, even some that were carried over the line on my back. He's such a martyr. Do very little to protect their president. Chrissy Teigen tweeted, LOL, no one likes you. <laughs> Wait, that got her blocked. That's, and that's what she said. She said, after nine years of hating Donald J. Trump, telling him, LOL, no one likes you, was the straw. <laughs> that's great. It's so funny. I love Chrissy Teigen. I think she's, oh my God. <laughs> June 25th, 2019. Reassuring to know the president only rapes hot people. Oh, damn. Oh, my God. He said, oh, this is, I'll tell you, everything comes fucking full circle, okay? Because on September 8th, 2019, at 11.11 p.m., Donald Trump tweeted, John Legend and his filthy-mouthed wife are talking now about how great it is, but I didn't see, I guess, in reference to America being great. Oh, man. And then it was that. That's when she responded, what a pussy-ass bitch. Tag everyone but me and honor Mr. President. And that's where... And he did, because he tagged John Legend and he tagged Lester Holt. Yep. And he didn't include her. You know what? I feel like that does make him a pussy-ass bitch. That was a pussy-ass bitch move. It was. And as was... Having trying to get Twitter to take it down. That's hysterical. It's so funny. The funnier part is when they told him no. The no is really funny. I bet you he threw fucking ketchup that day. <laughs> I bet. I mean, come on. He probably took a Secret Service man that day. Mm, um, that's right. <laughs> it, that the no is very funny, and also. The mirror is very funny. Mm-hmm. All of the things that they point the finger of Comes others doing, they've just been doing it. And man, that shit is so funny to me. What a pussy ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Happy Monday. Um, I just I had a thought that I was going to say and I lost it. So I'll rewind. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Happy Monday. Good night, all. We're so glad you're here. Um, Please follow us at Keep Over Sharing. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast. That is how you help us grow, and we would very much appreciate it. You have to click the, the fifth star is how you make it work. So there's like five stars there. And if you click the fifth one, then that will bring you through to the review, and then you can write really nice things. Could you write all that down for me? I made all that up. Oh. I'm tricking people into leaving five-star reviews. Oh, write it down for me. So I can read <laughs> it next time. It, draw <laughs> it on your little pad. Under the, the dicks. Mm-mm, the dick's too big. It's taking up my paper. Oh, I've been there before. But <laughs> thank you so much. Have you, though? We... <laughs> oh, I'll think about it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you.